there's such an expectation that goes along with being a Christian. And then if you have to do something difficult or say something difficult, oh, well, you can't do that because you're supposed to love me. You're listening to The Resolute Podcast, a podcast designed for American church leadership and a ministry of decision mentoring. Today is episode 43, Learning Opportunities. Now here's your hosts, Chet and Sean. Hey, guest Tony. Hey, man. I have an inferiority complex, and it's just as bad as it was the last broadcast. Oh, that, yeah? Yeah. I, yeah, under, yeah, I, yeah. I, I identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really pathetic hey, Tony, and I fully <laughs> expect our seven listeners to continue to listen, and I, I'm asking for grace and mercy because... I failed to put a Hey Tony down on the notes for this week. Actually, I put one down, but then I used it in a different broadcast. Mm -hmm. And so at the last minute, you guys told me, yeah, you got to come up with a Hey Tony. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I just, I just cannot under, I'm not, I don't work under pressure that well. You you know, I'll, I'll give you some grace here, Chet, because this is our first time having two call-in guests on That's the same true. day of recording. That's true. Pastor Tony's coming back soon. Yeah, yeah just, he is. It's different. Yeah. Anytime something changes yeah. or your rhythm gets thrown off. That's it. It's fine. See, that's it. It's it, fine. It's Sean's fault, actually. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Cause I get, he, I've got big shoulders. Yeah. All right. Nice. Okay. Call. So on the line, our second official phone-in guest is my longtime friend, Sean Burbacher. Sean and I went to school together. We were roommates together in college. We even had a place off campus where... Where the three of us, we had a the the coolest bachelor pad ever, and um, so we got a lot of history together. And Sean uh, is uh, well. First off, Sean, how long have we known each other? How long's it been? Uh, I think like thirty six years. I think we met in the fall of eighty six <laughs> oh at Evangel. <laughs> That's Brand- Brand- just been a couple of years. Yeah, Brandon is uh, Brandon's thirty. Okay, so uh, that's the reason this broadcast actually works because we have someone under the age of forty. Okay, so um, because if not, yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, thirty six years, my friend, dude. I don't even know how how in the world that all happened. It's just like yesterday, you know. It- it feels like it. I know. It feels like it. I know. So, so Sean is the owner of his own company, uh, uh, Breadsmith. And tell us a little bit. Uh, all right. Now, wait a second. I'm going to have you tell us a little bit of some of that history and how you got involved with the company. And, and, and so just give us a little, you know, a two minute thing about that at the most. Um, but here's, let me tell you why I'm asking you about this. I, I realized the other day, I was like, you know what? these business men and women in the church, uh, I, I feel like, I feel like we don't leverage their God given leadership abilities, uh, the wisdom that God's given them, their cultural awareness. Okay. Their, the, uh, the, the connections that they have, the, the ministry that they have out in the marketplace. And I don't know why it takes me so long to come up with some things. Maybe I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. That's for sure. But because my wife has been in the, the business world for years. Okay. And it's always been her primary ministry. Uh, why is it that we sometimes we're going to ask this question later? Why is it that we don't 
we don't know how to use or leverage or, or you know, to take advantage of in, in the right way business men and women in leadership in the church. We're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit. But, dude, uh, uh, you, you've got your own place, man. You're doing your thing. And tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, as you remember, I used to I used to be in the pastorate, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we we were moving to Springfield to pastor, uh, or I should say, moving back to Springfield yeah. to pastor a small church just outside of town. And um, when that happened, uh, three days before we we were hey, to Sean. move, hey Sean, it yeah. sounds like there's someone talking in the background. <laughs> Yeah, there is. My answering machine just kicked off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's doing he's doing business right now. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, okay. Let me let me step out into the bakery. <laughs> um, so three three days before we uh, before we moved to town. Yeah. So literally, we were packed up and ready to drive on Monday. The Friday before that. Uh, we got a, uh, a call from the church that we had been voted into with 100% vote. All right. And uh, they said, you know, we changed our mind. I said, um, excuse me? Can you rewind that and yeah. say that again? Yeah. I mean, 100% vote, that's got to be God, right? Right. So anyway, uh, we, we drove to town on... Uh, Monday, the 30th of June in 1997, uh, July 1st, my, I uh, came to Breadsmith. They needed they needed a, a part-time person. And July 2nd of 1997, I came to work, and I've been here ever since. Wow. So I, I, I worked here, you know, just doing whatever I could uh, for the first you know, a couple of months, and then they made me the manager. And for about 13 years, I ran the store. And then uh, in, what, 2010, just after the beginning of 2010, uh, the former owner, my boss, came to me and said, you know what, we're, we're going to look for somebody to sell it to uh, or close the doors because you know, we're, we're done. Yeah. We've accomplished, we've accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. And right. I went to Carla and I said, Hey, we got to find somebody to, to buy this business or he's just going to close the doors. And she looked at me and said, well, why don't we do it? Yeah. And wives are good about like, things like I, that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it just, it, it never, um, it, it never occurred to me that, you know, I would, I would be a, a, a business owner. I always expected God to, you know, magically open a door that I was going to be back in the pulpit. Hmm. So, hmm. Um, and you know, I, I had some, I had some struggles with that for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we, we can talk about that a little, little bit. I was going to say, so this. Well, I, that's what I'm curious about. Okay. Do you see your vocation now? Okay. Do you see your vocation as a calling or not? I would, I wouldn't say I see it as a calling. I would say I see it more, uh, as my ministry. 
Hmm. Um, I, I can't tell you uh, how many times I've literally been able to pray with somebody at the counter. Hmm. Um, uh, right there at the counter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when there's times for, for me to, you know, you know, to use the church word, bless somebody with, uh, free bread. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we had a we had a young couple in our church uh, a couple of years ago that was going through some some hard times and some medical issues and this and that, and I I felt like God said, "Give them free bread for a year." Huh. Well, you know, what do you do with that? Right. So uh, I I wrote him a little note and I said, "This sounds weird, but this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do." And they got free bread for a year. Yeah, that's cool. That's you know, cool. so there, there's other things of, you know, like w- w- the church that we attend, uh, anytime that, um, you know, that they want bread, you know, we we just automatically uh, say yes. It doesn't, doesn't matter what it is or what it's for. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I used to get in trouble with the uh, – with the kitchen manager at the church because she'd say, how much do I, I said, no, we're not doing this today. Right. 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 So, you know, my, our, my, and our, uh, our meeting, Carla and I, my wife, uh, mindset on that is that if, if we can alleviate those few dollars for the church in buying bread at whatever it's for. Sure. Um, you know, it, it opens up that possibility that they can use those dollars for something else. Absolutely. So Absolutely. every, so, every bit, every little bit counts, man. Every little yeah. bit counts, you know? Yeah. Do you think, are there lessons? I mean, this, I know this is a tough question. Okay. But are there lessons that you've learned in that environment, in this business environment that you think you might not have learned in that church world? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Like, like what? Um, you, something come to well, mind? Uh, well, uh, imagine from a, from a managerial standpoint, uh, you know, it's, it's Sunday morning. Uh, your first service starts at eight o'clock and at seven fifty, you know, your youth pastor's not there. Your, <laughs> um, your, your, uh, yeah. nursery people are not there yeah. and you, you know, you're, it's all on you. What do, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. if when, when I was in the church, I, I would scramble and just pull anybody together. Yeah. Well, well, you know, in, in this scenario, you don't have that opportunity. It, it's, it's do it or you fail. Right. And, right. and that's, that's just not an option. I mean, is it, um, does it make it easier or more difficult? Um, I I think I think it makes it more difficult on the physical level, but in the long run, it has I think for me simplified my faith. In in that, um, I I don't I I used to see things as a young preacher. Um, very black and white. 
Yeah. So, yeah. The, and and the older I get, the re, the more I realize that uh, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Now, right. is, is is there right? Is there wrong? Is there sin? Yeah, all those things. However, the aspect of how we walk this thing out is much more fluid. You know, when, when the scripture says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, right. he really means with fear and trembling. Yeah. Because, man, it, it's tough sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've made, I've made a statement, and sometimes I will admit, sometimes flesh comes in and you make a statement just to see what kind of people, the reaction on their face is, okay? Um, and, and I've been known to do that before. Um, no, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've made the statement that the older I get, the more liberal, liberal I become. Uh, and, and what I simply mean by that is this. The older I get and the more I'm exposed to uh, uh, different ways of understanding and seeing the the gospel, seeing the world, seeing the culture around me, seeing my relationships with people, and just the more exposure that I have and the more that God does in my heart, almost the less many times that I'm just absolutely certain of my exact way is the only way. I think, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, you know what, I'm, I don't think I've got a corner on God here, okay? Um, and I'll leave it at that, okay? So, um, uh, but yeah, that's good. Hey, so so I think I asked you this question, but but I I'm, I'm, want you to expand on this a little bit more. Does being a Christian make difficult decisions even more difficult in your life because i because you you and i were talking off air here we're talking about your morning and how you've had a couple of people that just it's just the way it's just the way our business world is right now the way america is i don't know what people are doing for money but they're just like oh i just don't want to work you know and and so they just kind of hosed you and just didn't show you know and so right. you, how, how do you balance being a Christian and being a person of forgiveness and grace and mercy and, and blah, blah, blah. And, all those, and I'm not saying those things in a negative way, but I'm saying there's such an expectation that goes along with being a Christian. And then if you have to do something difficult or say something difficult, oh, well, you can't do that because you're supposed to love me. You know, how, right. how, do you, how do you balance that as a, as a businessman? Well, I, I would like to say that I have the perfect answer for you. But, well, go ahead. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the reality of it is that in the, in the, what, 11 and a half years now that I've owned the store and, you know, the 13 years prior to that, uh, I was in charge of the hiring and firing too. So for, you know, the better part of my adult life, um, I, I've had that opportunity but in that time um i have only f- actually fired i think three people here yeah um now i've carried quite a few people until they they came to the point of saying i just i can't do this anymore and car- carried know? is probably the word too probably right I'm assuming. yeah right yeah um you know and there's there's a it, it, 
it's hard for me as as somebody who, who does have a, a pastoral calling right. to to balance that aspect of okay, you got to be the boss here and step up. To okay, let's let's do some comfort, some grace, some some mercy here. Yeah. Um, but I I heard a story one time of of a young man that uh, got caught in in uh, stealing from his company and his his boss came to him and said I love you but you know I I can't put up with this this that, right. that's just not acceptable right so you're terminated on the spot yeah. and he said years years later he came back to that um, to that boss and said he you know what? You're the first person that ever held me to account. Yeah. And because of that, I was I was able to to change my ways, and I'm, you know, I've done X, Y, and Z yep. now in my life because of that. Yeah, I yeah, I could see that. I absolutely could. Yeah, it's good. It's real good. So, Sean, last question: What gets you up in the morning, man? What what motivates you to do what you're doing? You know, early on, I would I would say quite quite honestly that it was the debt. <laughs> that, that was a debt has a way of doing that for sure. Uh, man, that was a big number to personally attest to that. Yeah, I'm going to pay this off. Yeah, and, and um, you know, but but now I uh, I honestly think that um, it's it's wanting to to be the best at in the breadsmith system. Yeah. Um, we're, we're never going to be the biggest, um, in sales and all that kind of stuff. Um, but when, when people at the corporate office think of, you know, who's, who's our, our top guys, I, I want them to consider me, uh, whether it's for talking to new franchisees or, you know, ideas of what they're trying to bounce off and all that kind of stuff because of, of what, you know, I'm instilling in, in them and what, what they've instilled in me over all these years. That's cool. That's cool. Well, dude, I appreciate your time so much today. Seriously. I know it's not a real long broadcast and stuff and we don't have just a whole lot of time, but, but your, your willingness to come on and, and to do this, I, I'm just believing it's going to, bring dividends man if you are if you're listening today and you are anywhere near the springfield missouri uh locale you need to go by and see my friend sean at uh breadsmith he's right you're on glenstone aren't you no campbell campbell Campbell. okay all right i took a shot in the dark there i've only been back one time in 30 years or wherever it's been okay so right so yeah yeah campbell all right nice check out brett spent there on campbell so hey god bless sean man we appreciate it a ton dude you thanks for having me yeah no problem god bless everybody thank you for listening to the resolute podcast if you want to check out the show notes from today's episode or want to learn more about joining a cohort go to decisionmentoring.com The Resolute Podcast is available every Thursday wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on new episodes. And finally, please consider rating us and sharing this episode to help grow the ministry of decision mentoring and the Resolute Podcast. Thanks. See you next week.